afternoon. Welcome to the uh, candidate forums for the Stanley County Commission, District 2. District 1. District 1. I knew it was going to be one of those. I don't get it wrong. And uh, the Hughes County Commission as well. That's uh, those elected at large. And so I guess uh, we're just, I'm Joby Deemster, the RG Media Group News and Farm Director, here uh, off camera. I'll be asking the uh, questions, kind of guiding the discussion somewhat. Uh, just to, to start things off, let's just some opening comments. Introduce yourself, and, and Craig, we'll start with you. Hi, my name is Craig Heller. Uh, I'm currently running for re-election for Family County, District 1. I am currently serving my second term, eight years, in this position. Um, as commissioner, I am responsible for overseeing the operation and interest of the county and its residents. Hopefully you've been happy with the uh, work that I've done thus far and will continue to let me serve you and the, and the county. I have lived in Stanley County for the past 24 years. My wife and I have lived six miles west of Fort Pier. I was the Stanley County High School wrestling coach for a total of 15 years and have been involved with the youth wrestling program for about 23 years now. My wife was born and raised here and in fact her great-grandparents homesteaded in Stanley County. Um, we currently have three grandkids attending the Stanley County School and I would truly appreciate your vote on June 7th so I can continue to serve you and and the place I call home. Thank you. Bill, some My name is Will Schrader. I'm not from Stanley County originally and neither is my wife. Uh, we moved here about 10 years ago. Uh, I've had another stint in South Dakota. I spent four years in Rapid City in a place called New Robbinsdale, and I was uh, assigned to the Air Force. I spent 26 years in the Air Force as an officer, an aviator, in BC2s and B1s. And uh, we lived in 13 different states and 18 different cities, and we chose this place. We didn't have to live here. We weren't compelled to live here. But we picked this place of all the places in the world to live, and all the places in the U.S., because of the freedom and the people and the location, to be honest, and the lifestyle here. Uh, I never thought I'd be doing this, you know. I've served my country plenty. However, you know, there's some things that I got involved with with the county that we can do better, way better. And uh, I think that I have the ability and the ideas to make those things happen. I always marvel at these political campaigns where you see someone's name. I don't care what your name is. What do you plan to do? What's your plan? And I've got a plan posted, and I'll tell you, uh, I'm not a liar, and I'm not a failure. So I'll say what I'm going to do, and if you don't like what I'm going to do, then get rid of me. I'm 63 years old, and believe me, I don't have two terms. This will be one and done. But there's things that we can do better, and I think it's time for a, a fresh look, for an outside look, to make sure that the residents get truly what our state motto says. Under God, the people rule. And I think right now the people feel disenfranchised, and they feel like they're being ruled by the folks in the county commission, and they're not the uber. The people should be in charge, and the commission should be supported. And I, just, I would hope uh, you would vote for me on the 7th. All right. Thank you. Starting with the Hughes County Commission candidates, and Travis, we'll start with you. Good afternoon. My name is Travis Dorvey, and I decided to run for this election because I want to give back to my community. This is my first time running for office, and I recognize that my strengths in economic development, finance, my dedicated work ethic, and government experience are the right skills to help me succeed as your county commissioner. 
I grew up in central North Dakota until my family moved to Spearfish in 1992. That's where I graduated high school. My biggest accomplishments there were earning the rank of Eagle Scout and joining the National Guard when I was 17. After that, I learned the trade of welding at Lake Area Technical College and then moved to Pier with my wife in 2004. We've been here ever since, currently live in the Spring Creek area. In the 18 years we've been here, I've re-careered and graduated at the top of my class with a degree in banking and financial services from Northern State University. We've had opportunities to move away to larger metro areas, but when it really comes down to it, we really enjoy the wide open and rural nature of the Pier Fort Pier area. Alright, and can you have some kind of open comments for you? Thank you, Joey, and thank you for having me. Um, I'm a lifelong resident of South Dakota and uh, moved to Hughes County when I was nine years old. My parents still live in Blunt, um, and my husband and I, Russ, we live north of Pier. Um, we've had, uh, we have three children, adult children, they're between the ages of 25 and 30. They went through the, um, went through the Pier school system and um, are now, um, did the secondary education in South Dakota. Um, the reason I'm running for a second term is because I love where we live, and I love, um, our way of life. I just, uh, I want to get back to our community and by using my skill set that I have in government finance. All right. Rob Fines, uh, some opening comments for you, please. Thank you, Jody. Um, my name is Rob Fines. I'm the Emergency Manager Director for Keys and Stanley County currently there. Um, I am retiring June 30th, but uh, right now that's where I am. I had moved here in 1991. I came from Sioux Falls. I, I worked for the hospital down there in the ambulance service in Sioux Falls. When I came out here, I started working for the Department of Health uh, in our emergency medical services uh, department, working with ambulance services throughout the state. In uh, 2001, I uh, joined Hughes County as the emergency, medical, emergency management director. I've got uh, two children, uh, actually I should say younger or daughters that are uh, both out of college now. I've got two, two grandsons. Um, I, uh, in June 12th, um, I will be getting married to uh, Kim Lyons, someone that's been my best friend for many, many years. And then on June 30th, I'll be retiring. My goal is here to actually be the commissioner, be a commissioner for Hughes County. Is I enjoy working with people. I, I understand the county. Uh, how it works, how it functions. Uh, pretty much all the agencies within the county, I work with them. I work with uh, uh, the communities. I have a very good working relationship with all the communities in, in Hughes County and also in Stanley County. So I, I want to be able to get back to the county and continue with what I have been doing, only I'm just a different runner. Right. And I do want to mention, uh, Bill Abernathy is also a Hughes County Commission candidates and but he was unable to be here today uh, he had a, a prior engagement but i uh, do want to acknowledge uh, bill and and uh, feel free to reach out to him and, and i'm sure he'll be able to answer any of the questions we're going to cover today so we will start in just kind of into the into the questions uh, and this one will start uh, i think i'll start with travis on this one i'm just Talk about what you see as some of the um, biggest issues or challenges facing your county, so in this case, Hughes County, and just uh, some thoughts on uh, maybe how we can approach resolving these situations. Thank you for the question, Joey. So Hughes County has definitely evolved 
for the better since Doug and I moved here. And we think it's going to continue to, to change for the better as well. Some of the priorities I would like to achieve on deal with infrastructure, rough roads, bad bridges are something that nobody likes, they want to complain about, but yet they're very expensive to, to maintain and build. So if there's a way to find funding in the budget for improvements, I'm going to give them my best. But at the very least, I want to be able to at least maintain the budget that's there so we can maintain the infrastructure we do have and not let it deteriorate anymore. Another priority I want to achieve is property owner rights and zoning. I know this, this goes hand in hand with development, both ag, residential, and commercial. I support upholding the current zoning ordinances as they are. I am not a big fan of changing ordinances just for the nature of a special project. Uh, people who live in neighborhoods and own property, they know how their property is zoned. They should know how their neighboring property is zoned and what to potentially expect from that. Um, so I do believe in those property owner rights. I also believe in keeping taxes low. I know it's, uh, everybody likes to say that, but that's uh, one of the things that we have enjoyed here. Uh, definitely noticed the difference in the levy moving out of the city to the rural area. But the, the biggest challenge is going to be budgetary pressures. If, if these inflationary costs keep pushing, we're going to find business at the county level more and more expensive to do. And the only way to continue to operate within the budget resources now is either to reduce services, um, raise taxes, or find new revenue sources. So to me, I, I think the economic growth is the best solution to that, to get the additional new sources, expanding the tax base, and uh, we can all continue to move forward in that environment. Okay. Tony, some thoughts from you as far as some of the biggest challenges facing New County right now. Sure. Um, right now, we're dealing with, um, on the county level, the costs of public defenders are going through the roof. The last couple of years, it's doubled each year. And so we're currently working on trying to mitigate those costs. One of the ways we're doing that is just on Monday we passed a um, contract for, it's a, we're, we're going to receive some state and federal funding, I believe it's a state subgrant from the federal government, for um, $70,000 per year. And it's going to be a contract that's going to take care of, it's called the Alternatives Juvenile Detention Subgrant. We're hoping that it's going to keep less people going, needing um, public defenders. And so we're hoping that's going to be one item. The other thing we're going to do is I'm going to work, I'm the liaison right now with the state attorney. And so we're going to work hand in hand and work and figure out some other things that we can do to mitigate those costs. So that's the big thing. Another thing that's coming down is going to be the ambulance service that we have. We currently have a contract with um, Stanley County, the city of Pier, and the city of Fort Pier. And those costs are going to be going up. We know that. We know that starting in January, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be um, something that we need to handle and, and work together as a team. And so I'm hoping that we can all work together um, to find a solution. And Rob, some uh, from you as far as some of the, the major challenges you see as as facing Hughes County. There, there are several major challenges in Hughes County right now. I'm gonna as as long as uh, Connie talked about the ambulance service, I'm gonna add on to that a little bit. Uh, back when I started, uh, we we brought in AMR. That's who's our current uh, ambulance provider here. Right now, um, with the cost of uh, increased cost of operations uh, with the hospital taking over, 
doing their transports. It's cut into their funding, and it's very expensive for them to be able to provide service. So they did give notice to the county that they, they would probably be leaving. Um, I, I met with the ambulance board, and we talked about it, and they asked me what they thought they should do, and I said, you need to keep this ambulance service here. Uh, they, there's really no time to find a new ambulance service. There are several different levels of ambulance services in the state. We have advanced life support. We have uh, basic life support. Uh, we currently, in Hughes and Stanley County, have advanced life support, and we want to continue to keep that here. If we lose that, that that's very important uh, to health care in this area. So they have come back with another um, uh, offer to, to be able to to get folks to, or get the, the communities to, to approve that. We do meet tomorrow morning to talk about that. Uh, like Connie said, there, we're doing everything we can to, to be able to keep them here. I think that's the only way to do it. If they leave um, and we have to bring someone in, I really doubt that we could get that done by the first year. I think it would take much longer than that. So all four entities need to work together and make sure that that ambulance service stays here. It's important to have that. That's one of the issues that I want to talk about. Um, another one was the public defender's uh, state's attorney's office. If you look at their budget, it just keeps increasing. Last year was over 400,000. This year's less right now, but it's going to continue to go. Um, they're, they're short on staffing. They're short on you know all that. It just uh, the crime is going up. Drugs are going up. It's it's just it's an impossible uh, program for right now for the, those folks. So we need to be able to support them, uh, whether it be funding, whether it be you know more programs, whether it be more um, FTEs for that office. We need to find a way to be able to take care of that. The last thing that I probably really want to visit about is, you know, Travis is talking about taxes, and I, I, I support him 100% on that. We do not want to let our taxes go up. But right now we have a re revenue fund in the county that's failing, and that's our jail. Um, Back in 2019, our budget, what federal prisoners brought into the jail, was $3.1 million. Now, with COVID starting, we had to downsize a little bit because of COVID in there. Uh, in 2020, it went down to $1.7 million. In 2021, it went down to $1.2 million. That's where it should have probably bottomed out. We should have been able to start turning around and coming back up. But currently, right now, halfway through the year, We've only received $170,000. If we do not build that up, and there's a problem there, I don't know what that is. We need to figure it out and get that back to that level. Um, I've been looking at uh, daily um, rate or daily uh, um, percentage of people in the in the jail. Right now, our federal prisoners um, are uh, between 10 and 15 a day. That that jail can easily hold 80 a day of federal prisoners. They have those. We need to figure out how to get them back because we do want to bring that revenue in. We still get a note on the deal for 10 years that we pay for. We need to have that to pay for that for operating funds. We need to be able to use that for other things in the county. That's money that I'm really going to work at. If I if I am a commissioner, I'm going to dig into that and push that we fix that problem. So that that's some of it that I want to look at. All right. Let's go over to the Stanley County folks. And Bill, we'll start with you. Just uh, as you've been chatting with folks and looking around, what are some of the think, challenges you see in Stanley County? I think one of the biggest ones is transparency in government. You know, I think it, I think it's, like I said before, it deals from the mindset of who's in charge of whom. 
Now, if we had a building where we could put 3,000 people in, the commission wouldn't need to exist. We could meet once a month, people could vote, we could get the stuff done, we'd move on. But all we're really doing, all those five bodies are doing, they're speaking and they're the voice, they're the mouthpiece for the people that are citizens of the county. Uh, Fort Pier, a much smaller entity, they post what's on their agenda on a Friday, have a meeting on a Monday. Then that way you can see, nobody wants to be involved in their government. You want it to run seamlessly behind the scenes and not make you have to come and be involved. But you don't know what to be involved in if you don't know what's going on. The county doesn't do that. They post the bare minimum by law is 24 hours. That's when they post. And then for one series of events that I thought needed to be broadcasted to everyone, they had lost their security classification, their certificate for their computer system. So no one from outside the building can see it. Well, in District 1, where Greg and I'm from, you can live up past Hades. So unless you have somebody in town to drive past the courthouse, you can come and check 24 hours in advance and see what's my government doing for me or to me. And that's unacceptable. I mean, and this is just a basic business practice. Have somebody once a day, you assign a commissioner, easily enough, log on to the county computer from outside from their home and make sure that there's still fidelity and people can get in. Because they get in for all kinds of things. Uh, and the fact that we can't post this thing on a Friday and have folks look at it and see if they want to engage. If they're in the middle of cab and they're in the middle of hay and they're in the middle of anything, they may have to have somebody watch their children. They may have want to come to the meeting and see what's going on. The other is like, what's the state of the county? Do we ever get something that says, this is the state of your county? We get the state of the union. How's our county doing? You know, we had a tax increase. A tax increase mandated by the state is 6%. Well, lo and behold, I don't like surprises. I don't know about you folks, but I don't like surprises, especially what's in my tax bill. Your taxes go up 28%. The mill levy doesn't change. I saw folks have their taxes go up 60%. You're already mailing a bill out, so the postage is paid. What about writing the note and going, hey, hey, here's what happened and here's why. And uh, we've had 15 years of not getting our taxes up to speed, and that's unacceptable. You know, there's five districts. I propose that we check people's taxes and re redo them once a year so each district knows when their turn's come and you can plan accordingly. And then we need to look at the mill levy. Like, what is our outlay and for, and for what? And look at the budget. Do we have a rainy day fund? How big is it? What's rational? Do we want to have one that's bigger in case we get five snowstorms that are eight feet deep? Or do we want to make it a little smaller? But we have to have that discussion. And I think it's not bad to have the electric show up periodically. Go over to the gymnasium, go over to anywhere that will seat three, 400 people, and just invite them to come and go here. Tell us what your concerns are. And do that a couple times a year. And hear from the people. If they don't show up, that's democracy, brother. Just let it lie. If you don't want to be involved, then don't be involved. That's your pick. But I think they need to have the option to be involved. And if your government doesn't look transparent, maybe I'm cynical, but I think immediately something nefarious is going on. So just bring it all above board, let everybody see it, and then get some rigor in our tax system, and I think it would be much better. Thanks. And Craig, some thoughts from you. Oh, one of the big issues I see in the county is, uh, is our roads. You know, we've got our county um, has approximately 599 miles of the roads that we've got. A, Blade, primary and secondary roads. We've got five blades to take care of that many roads. And you, you hear about the Marsh 40, the Rockfolk roads, to uh, work these roads properly and eat moisture. Well, Mother Nature isn't very cooperative with us. Um, we are currently looking at purchasing a, another water truck 
so we can go out and, and work them. Because we've had situations where we may get a downpour and you're trying to work them and it turns into a mess because there's, then there's too much water, which don't happen very often. But, but uh, we do need moisture to work these roads and work them properly. And so we do have one water truck and, and we're looking at purchasing another one but I will even get some water all to, to work them on a normal basis instead of trying to wait for Mother Nature to help us out. Well, uh, as you've heard, uh, each of you have all touched on uh, the source of money funding involves uh, a budget and budgeting. Um, I'm certainly not going to be getting any seminars on budgets and budgeting, <laughs> most definitely. But uh, I just want you each to kind of talk a little bit about um, your experience, your comfort level, um, talking or working with budgets and, and limits and, and things like that. Um, I think Connie will start with you on this one. Okay, thanks Jody. Um, I have um, a background, first of all, my college degrees in business administration from Blackwell State. I have a lot of accounting courses, including local government accounting. I've taken a master's degree in, or master's um, course in local government accounting, so I'm pretty familiar with that on education-wise. Um, Career-wise, I've worked for state government for over 30 years. It's always been in the finance um, realm. Um, in the last 12 years, I've worked for the Department of Military and the Department of Veteran Affairs as their finance director. And so I start, I do the budget process from start to finish. And so I have to put the budgets together, uh, present those to our cabinet secretaries. Um, and then I, um, once it's approved by the governor and the legislature, then we have to enact those budgets. So I have to oversee to make sure those expenditures are being um, spent appropriately. And then once the year's done, I have to report that as a, I'm responsible for those annual reports to the state. So I'm very familiar um, with those. Um, other budget things that I've done, um, I'm no longer the finance director for the Department of Veteran Affairs. I've been promoted um, to the deputy secretary position about a year ago. But while I was the veteran um, um, finance director, um, I helped with federal grants. And so there was a couple of grants that we helped build. We built a new state veterans home out in Hot Springs. Um, that was a $40 million project. And um, I had to administer those federal grants and, and cross all the T's and dot all the I's for that grant. The other one that I helped administer was the State Veterans Cemetery in Sioux Falls. And so um, when I was leaving um, the Department of Veteran Affairs, they were just getting ready to close that out, or it will be here soon. So I feel very, um, very confident about budgets, and um, that's one of the things I look forward to. Um, we'll have our starting in June or July, so it's coming up soon. Thank you. You clearly are much more fond of numbers than I am, no doubt. Travis, uh, some thoughts from you as far as budgeting and, and finances and your comfort level with that type of thing. Uh, so budgeting and finance is one of the greatest strengths I potentially bring to the Hughes County Commission. Uh, similar to Connie Hubble, not for the last 30 years, but for the last six and a half years I've been responsible for the successful planning and implementation of budgets for several state agencies. Those include the Department of Tourism, Tribal Relations, the Governor's Office, and the Governor's Office of Economic Development. Uh, those budgets combined total over $80 million. So I'm very familiar with there being a transparent approval process, having to have sound justification for each line item of expenses, um, both justifying it for and against, and, or arguing against. And also the need to be flexible with those budgets 
administering them throughout the year as priorities may change, some areas of spending may be lighter, some may be heavier, and being able to adapt to make sure that the year ends with that budget balance. Um, particularly, too, when revenues don't come in as projected, sometimes sharply less than what had been projected. So it's not always easy, it's not always pleasant uh, to make those spending cuts and decisions, but having a, a well-prepared and well-balanced budget is the foundation for fiscal responsibility. And Rob, some thoughts from you as far as budgeting and, and working within budget parameters. You, you made me follow these two acts. I mean, right. Yeah, we call Donnie the budget right. <laughs> so, um, my, my experience is I, I did 10 years at the Department of Health for all the ambulance services in South Dakota. I, I run the budgets for those. Um, not, even, not just our office, but the ambulance services. Um, now that I've been with the county, I've done that for 21 years for emergency services and for the fire departments, uh, the rural fire departments in, in Hughes County. Uh, above and beyond that, or in addition to that, um, one of my favorite things are grants. Uh, if, if you look at uh, when I started with uh, Hughes County, emergency management really didn't have a lot of uh, program. Uh, equipment, whatever it happened to be for law enforcement, fire, EMS, things like that. Uh, I was able to be able to manage and get grants for that. Um, if, if I needed something, I went and got a grant. I didn't, I didn't really go to the county looking for the money. I figured it out through a grant. Uh, the, the state, why I've been at Hughes uh, County, I've uh, managed uh, uh, their, their grant for the tribal governments uh, for emergency services throughout South Dakota for several years. I, right now, um, I, I've got a grant going uh, for 14 counties along with um, Hughes County that we're managing where we're taking care of uh, the radio system for all 14 counties. It, it, South Dakota has a digital radio system. It's being upgraded and we needed to change all the radios. So I went ahead and, and figured out a grant, got the money to take care of 14 counties over the last five years to be able to get that. So. I think I'm fairly familiar with how money works with local government, state government, um, and working with them that way. All right. Bill, let's go to you. Just some thoughts on <coughs> budgeting and, and working well, within that. Since she was talking about her education, I have to throw this in there. So I, I got a couple of master's degrees, way overeducated. Went to the JFK School of Government at Harvard. They were quite impressed with that place. I was not so much. Beautiful place, though. However, uh, I retired as a colonel in the Air Force, and as a colonel, you can allocate funds. You can allocate resources from the government. And if you don't do that properly, there's a place called Leavenworth, and that's where you will end up. And uh, that never happened to me. So I knew what I was doing there. I ran two successful businesses uh, that were true businesses uh, that had multi-million dollar salaries and contracts with the government. Then I ran a business that was an inshore fishing and uh, scalloping business in Florida. That's the better business, the best business I've ever run. And uh, I never bounced a check there either. I know how math works. It's not that complicated. There's Revenue that comes in and expenditures that go out. And if you marry those two up and have a little bit of help in advance, we're not cure cancer here. So. And Craig, some thoughts from you on the budget. In my previous jobs, I had to operate and implement various types of budgets. But in the last seven years with the county, it's provided me a little bit more knowledge on preparing, authorizing, and enactments of our budget um, without raising taxes. You know, we, you're it, Bill says your housing taxes, how it uh, has gone up, but 
as far as the county actually going out raising the budget with their taxes, we haven't done that since I've been there. Okay. Okay, and uh, this question, I'm going to start with Bill for this one. Uh, do you support alternative energy projects? Uh, we're hearing a lot about wind farms or, and especially lately, uh, carbon capture pipelines. Um, do you, thoughts, do you support alternative energy projects? Uh, if, should they want to go through Stanley County and why or why not? Uh, that's, that's loaded, obviously, but you look at that stuff, you know, these wind farm things, they're great on paper, you know, but have you been around those things? You know, they're noisy. You know, the problems they had in Texas with them freezing up and they couldn't get power from them. We could never have that problem here. And last winter, I noticed it was quite tested. I mean, so there's certain things that are best suited for other places. Now, granted, I'll tell you what, nobody caps this place in wind because we have it plenty. However, whether we turn that into something that's usable for others, I have no clue. I don't think that's really something that would be useful here. This carbon capture thing, I think, is, I, I, I think it's an albatross. I look at this stuff and I go, you know, the carbon they're trying to capture is carbon dioxide, correct? Like every exhalation makes that. And last I checked, that's what makes plants green and that's what makes oxygen in our atmosphere. This alternative energy thing is a great buzz phrase and we all use it. And I just saw I do that again as our administration sets one record after another with gas prices. And we're ready for things to start to change, but not so drastically. And dragging another pipeline through this area, this area gets a lot of money, a lot of revenue off of recreation. And pulling a pipe down, line down through here near the lake or something, I think that's going to be a detriment. And having a bunch of windmills that may or may not produce power when it's cold, we need power the most. I think that that may be a fool's errand. Right. Craig, so that's from you. Um, I don't, as of right now, I would say no on both them projects. Um, I, you know, I don't know a lot about the carbon pipelines, but. Um, I don't have enough knowledge on either one of them to make a judgment, but I don't feel like the wind, you know, like Bill says, there's, you drive down the highway and there's towers all over the place and some are turning and some aren't turning. And I don't think we need that cluttering up our country. We have a beautiful country here, county, so. All right. Some thoughts uh, to you, Rob, I'll start with you the Hughes County Commission side of things. Just some thoughts on Alternative energy projects such as wind or carbon capture. Um, do you support this kind of idea? I've been, doing a, lot of, your mind? I've been doing a lot of listening. Um, I've talked to some ranchers, farmers that are, are going to be receiving uh, the, the towers on their place, and I asked them what they thought of that. And, and they're like, you know, can we get up in the morning and look at them? Yeah. Do we want them there? No. But it's giving them an avenue, those folks that are having them on their land and avenue to, to pay bills at the end of the year. Um, nothing's really stable in farming, and, and this gives them that avenue to be able to do that. I've also talked to the, the folks that are not getting those, and they're not happy about it, and they don't want to have that. And that's a difficult thing is, how do you tell one person they can't get revenue and the other one can, you know, back and forth? Those, those worry me, but what really worries me is, you know, each year, every tower that's put up, um, PUC will end up getting about $5,000 for 20 years, which will amount to about $100,000. That's to reclaim that tower, to remove it. Um, from what I know right now, it, it's cost considerably more to remove them, you know, anywhere from four dollars to $500,000 to remove those. 
where is that extra money going to be brought to? Is the county going to have to do that? Is somebody else going to have to do that? I understand that, yeah, you can get that money, you can put it in an application, get that money to remove it, and you can take, you know, parts from the tower and sell it, make some money, and try to make up for that. But a lot of these companies are not from here. They, some of them are out of the nation, some of them are in France. This, the, the electricity that comes from here does not stay here. It, it goes to places, you know, um, you know, like Google is buying some of it, things like that. So those are my concerns with that. Uh, I, I understand the landowner's views on both sides, but I do have the concerns about what do we do in the future in 20 years? Are we going to be stuck with that? How do we take care of that? that that's what I'm thinking about with wind farms. The carbon pipeline deal, uh, I haven't really looked at it that a whole lot. Uh, what I can see is, is most of that is East River. We do have the Oneida um, ethanol plant, and that pipeline, if they would do it, would go through northern uh, Hyde and Hand County, move over to the east, and then go up into North Dakota to run with that. Is that a good thing, bad thing? I don't know at this point. I don't have enough background on that, but it's something that we definitely need to research. So. Okay. Thanks. Um, so do I, do, I, uh, do I approve of them? Support them. Um, yes, if they're if they're enhancement to the fossil fuels. You know, I think it's a good thing if it's sustainable. Um, the thing that um, a few years ago I was uh, when I was finance director for the Vet Affairs, they the Vets Home wanted to build a new solar facility, and um, it wasn't sustainable, and we couldn't afford it. But we found I found a federal grant to do it, and or to do pay for most of it, and so it paid for itself in three years. And so it saved the state, it's saving the state probably 20 to 30% in electricity every year. So it was, I mean, that, in that case, I'm supportive of that. Um, but for the wind, the wind towers, um, personally, I don't want it in my backyard, and I've said that in commission meetings before. I know it's a hot topic, I know it's very personal for people, and I understand that, but it's just something that I don't think it's, it's sustainable, and I want to echo off this gentleman that we, um, you know, they they stopped in the middle in the middle of the country, and so I just during that winter storm, and I just don't think we're ready for those quite yet. Okay, Travis, uh, some thoughts from you as far as um, alternative energy sources and and their potential role in in using it. Thank you. Uh, so personally, I am not a fan of a fan of wind energy for all the reasons everybody has highlighted here already. However, I, I do continue to support the property rights and holding the current zoning ordinances. So if I had to decide today on a wind permit, and it meets all the county zoning requirements, and there's no local opposition for it, I'm going to be inclined to support that project because that's what those local property owners want. But if there's sufficient, logical, reasonable opposition from those adjacent property owners who are directly impacted, based on how I read the zoning ordinances ordinance today, I am not inclined to support that project. So I don't mean this is sound wishy-washy, but the bottom line is I want to hear from all sides who are impacted by these potential projects. I do believe there's a time and a place for alternative energy projects, but it's not every time and it's not every place. Okay. All right, well, this uh, next question, I think I'm going to start with Craig here, and we'll uh, work work our way back down the, the table there. Just uh, in your opinion, what segment of the county's Stanley County's government is 
most effective, what area is maybe least effective or could use some improvements, and then a little bit of an explanation on, on why you chose the answers you chose. Okay, the ones that I feel is most effective are our road department, highway department, we really don't have any highways, but it's the road department. Um, they serve the residents in blading and plowing the roads, and sometimes in ways you don't even think about. A few years ago, I was out riding around with our superintendent. He had a phone call from the postal service that they had a resident that needed his medication, and there was a blizzard right before that. So we had to line up a blade to run in front of the uh, postal service to get this gentleman his, his medication that he needed, and, and it was received on time, but it was one of those situations where Hey, these guys are out in the middle of a blizzard and they're out doing what they need to do for the residents. Um, so I applaud those guys. They're all a good bunch of, work, bunch of working guys. They get along great together. Um, and what was the other? The least effective, I would say our treasury department. Um, this office refuses to work professionally and, and coherently with, uh, cordially with some of the other offices in the courthouse which you need to have that cooperation work ethic work together through the whole through the whole system. So Okay. Bill, some thoughts from you as far as You know, Bob and Echo said about the, the roads as those guys are phenomenal. And they are running on a like on a shoestring. I mean they're not running on much money at all. Uh, I also think that we have a great sheriff. I mean we have a great sheriff. Never arrested me. I've not been shot not once, not shot at even, which is a grand thing. Uh, I think that what we can do better is the presentation of, like you say in the military, the presentation of forces. Like what happens at the county commission, how it gets to the citizenry, and uh, you know, we are very bare bones. I don't know what it's like in Hughes County. Nice place. Huge big sister for us though. We're very, very, uh, we are on thin margins. And I was like that to somebody's in a bucket of maneuver, and it's up to their nose, and they just don't want someone to make a wave. Just don't make a wave. And people that have good ideas. I always hate good idea people that just make more burden upon them. The fact that we don't communicate well. I look at three offices, uh, three offices, especially the treasurers, the assessors, and uh, the auditor's office. There's punctuated times in their lives where they're really, really, really busy. And sometimes they have help, sometimes they don't. And I know of five men, a woman if they get elected, but there's five individuals that work one day a month. And I go, why don't we volunteer and spend one day a week for five days during the times that are most uh, punctuated with work for them. And uh, the fact that they don't communicate well with the citizenry makes their life even worse. Because as soon as you start sending out tax bills to people that are egregiously high in their estimation, two things happen. One, they're pissed off. And the next, they start calling. Well, now you're busy already. I mean, you're maxed out with your job. Now what do you got to do? People march in, shout at you. They're not very happy. Call in. So whatever you're doing that day, you're taking care of what just happened. You're taking care of it for months. The same with the, you know, the same with the assessor. Like when it comes time, she, uh, uh, you know, the auditor, she, she works with these, with all the stuff that goes on with having these elections. Well, she needs a little bit of help periodically, and there's certain times in the budget where she's at punctuated periods that she has to have extra help. We have to find some way by which to, you know, I've had some jobs that were really crappy, and when the door hit me on the rear end on the way out, I was happy as a lamb. However, you look at it and you go, they should be able to have a congenial enough environment in there. They don't have to take a warm bath together. I don't care. This is about producing a product for the citizens 
and the most time-effective, cost-effective, fair way possible. And that's all it's about. But I think if we work toward those things, that things would be better in the county. Okay. And to the Hughes County Commission candidates, crew, uh, the same same question. As you look at Hughes County government, what segment do you see as being uh, most effective and why? And then what areas may be least effective or just has some need for improvement and, and why in that particular area? And um, County, we'll start with you. Okay, well, this is a difficult trick question in my opinion, so thank you, Joni. Um, <laughs> so um, I think that, um, you know, all of our county employees understand that they're working for state or for their citizens, for our county citizens. Um, and during COVID, they all stepped up and they, you know, they continued to go to work and, and they put their nose down and they worked hard and they know that they're serving our citizens. So I think, I hate to pick out any of them, but I'm going to do a shout out for um, our Veteran Service Office. Um, I'm the liaison for that, so I get to hear a lot from them. Um, that office has won state awards, um, so they're some of the best in the state. They also, um, just, just last week, um, they got a letter written from a veteran saying thank you so much for helping me. And it means a big deal, you know, you usually hear about the bad stuff, but you never hear about the good stuff. So um, I'm gonna say that they, um, they do very, very well. All of our departments do well, but I'm gonna do the shout out for them. Um, where I see improvement is, I'm gonna put this back on us as the commission. We're the leaders, and we need to, we need to look at ourselves first and say, what is it that we can do better? Um, what I think that we can do better is, we need, we need better HR for our people, we need better training, um, because the better they're trained and the better they know what to do, is the better that they'll serve our citizens in our, in our county. So that's what I'm really working for. Um, we're also going to work for um, better health care for them. We're, you know, insurance costs are skyrocketing just like everything else. And so we're going to be spending the next couple of months working on that as well. So those are my two items. Right. Same, same question to uh, you, Rob. Uh, just some areas you see as really strong and you don't get to say the emergency management is working. That was actually not my idea. Oh, I'm done. I have no Another part of county and use county government that um, uh, you see is extremely efficient, and then um, some areas where you think there's there's some room for some improvement there. Well, that commission, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 63 years old. I'll date myself here. I've worked in several jobs. I am just incredibly proud of the way that the employees in use county work. And I'm not saying that just because. It's this form. I truly am. It comes from my heart. I see the employees when they meet with the public. They know, like Connie said, they work for them. They're polite. They're nice. They aren't always treated nice, but yet they hold their face. They do what they need to do to make that happen. I, I think that's, that's just amazing how they can do that. I'm not sure I can do that all the time. But then we've got the side that's out there in the middle of the night that's working. And they're, they're up doing their job. They never miss. They're there. Um, if I had to pick a spot, it probably would, like Connie said, would be the commission. And, and probably not for the same reasons. I think that if, when, if enable I'm to be a commissioner, I want to have better communication with the employees. I want to be able to sit down with them. I've seen that starting to happen. I'd like to further that and keep that going. 
So if there is a weak area, that's where it's at. And I, I've, I've talked about that, and I do see a lot of improvement in that. I want to continue to do that because I want to hear what the employees have to say because they're the ones out on the front line that are, are working with the public. I want to make sure that when the public comes in there, they get a good service and they're treated respectfully, and I want the, the employees to be the same way. So that's probably my answer to a very tricky question. All right. And Travis, I'll, I'll uh, take that question to you. Some an area where uh, you see Hughes County as being very efficient, and you can answer the emergency management part. No question for you now. <laughs> and uh, some areas or an area that you maybe think could use a little, little, little bit of tweaking, a little bit of improvement. So that you guys are spying on my notes last night. <laughs> Instead of trying to focus on a particular segment, because I, I do not have the, the inner working details of each segment of the county, uh, like Robin County do, but I think it is all about people. I mean, we're all South Dakotans, we're friends, family, live in Hughes County, and we do what's best to take a common sense, common sense approach to solutions. It's intelligence-based, it's kindness, we talk to each other when there's problems or concerns, and we share our ideas for improvements. So it, it really is a team effort. And I mean, I do have to say, the current staff for Hughes County are the county government's greatest resource. Whether I've been in that courthouse paying taxes, have questions on zoning, or learning how to take out a petition to run for commission, everyone has always been so friendly and helpful. It's, it's top-notch customer service that I, I think is countywide and gives every segment uh, at some level of high effectiveness. I think areas for, for future improvement is there could probably never be enough planning, whether it's in the budget office, the emergency management office, road planning, whatever it may be. Because we don't know what future budget cycles are going to bring. We don't know what Mother Nature's going to throw our way next, or what national or geo, geopolitical event is going to, going to shape the foundation of the county. So every, every best planning can only go so far. I think the more planning, the better. But as long as there's good people, we'll be able to persevere and get through it together. All right. Well, uh, we'll just uh, we'll start to wrap things up with the uh, Hughes and Stanley County Commission candidates. Can and can we talk about the one question about infrastructure and, yes. and things like that? Would that be okay? Yeah. We, we didn't do that. I guess I would like to do that. Okay. So. We can we can come to that. Let's do that. We'll let you start, Rob. Um, oh, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> uh, talk about uh, some pressing needs for infrastructure or projects in your particular county. You know, I think, you know, we've kind of touched on a little bit. Uh, county government mostly is around uh, a lot of these roads. Um, we, we have really pretty good roads and bridges in South in, in Hughes County. Uh, I work with the, with the highway department quite a bit in the spring with flooding, throughout the summer flooding. I know what the roads are like. I know what they need to go through um, and, and to be able to repair and keep them up and running. That's a huge job. That's something that is, always takes a lot of money. And the majority of the budget, I believe, goes towards roads and bridges there. Uh, there is there is an effort to, to, uh, to repair and renew bridges. The commission's on that. They're doing a very good job with that. So we need to keep up with that part of it. But another part of the infrastructure that I'd like to talk about, and I kind of touched on it just a little bit, was our radio system. Now I'm getting back to my homegrown part of the emergency management part. Um, I do it for both Hughes and Stanley County, so this covers both counties. Uh, the state is changing. They're going to do an upgraded P25 digital system. 
like I said, I was able to get a grant to get all those radios, but the backbone of the system within our counties is antiquated. It's old. The equipment that's out there is 15, 18 years old. The manufacturers are not supporting it anymore. Uh, when that crashes, we've got problems. It's very expensive. This is not going to be a cheap fix. It's something that in the next few years needs to be taken care of. It, I'm not sure where that funding is going to come from, but that would be something that needs to happen because if for any reason um, the, the communication system goes down, and it does periodically, uh, you better have someone around here that can get it up and running because it, it affects our highway department. It affects all of our emergency responders in both counties, and we need to have that going. The downside to that and the reason that we need to upgrade this soon is we have no radial support here in Central South Dakota. If we want to have something fixed, we've got a Rapid City or Sioux Falls. That's one to two day wait. If, if an ambulance can't get out or a fire, for example, last night, the house fire in here, if they didn't have radio, we wouldn't be able to get them out. So that's something that I think is needs to be addressed by the current commission, find the funding, and get that taken care of in the next couple of years. Connie, same questions to you. Infrastructure challenges. Sure, thank you. Um, one thing he touched on, county bridges, um, it's always an issue. Uh, until I became a county commissioner, I had no idea that they cost a million dollars to repair. That shocked me. Um, but we do, we, we have two of them in the hopper right now. Um, we have, um, they're totaling $606,000 that we're repairing. We um, received some um, state grants from the Department of Transportation. So our costs are going to be about 606000 So we got those two issues going on, and we'll continue to do, do those each year and compete for those grants. Um, the other item that I want to talk about a little bit is um, the aging courthouses. And then that's not just in, in Hughes County. I think there's several across the state that have aging courthouses. And they're a fortune to repair. I mean, they're old, and it's just everything you touch is going to cost a small fortune to, to repair. Um, one of the highlights to that, or a good news story to that, is um, Governor Nome had introduced a bill for um, court security um, for the county courthouses, and um, it was introduced by, it was um, dropped by her, and it was or passed by the legislature and signed into law. So that, those funding is going to be available starting in July, so that's one area that you know we'll probably try to go after to get funding to help support our current courthouse. Okay, Travis, some, some thoughts from you as far as uh, infrastructure challenges for uh, Hughes County. So, thank you. Uh, I think the county definitely needs to continue to invest in the, in the rural infrastructure. As Connie mentioned, there's some bridge replacement projects in place, so I think it's great to know that the highway department has a good handle on what's going on and what needs to be done, uh, including their long-term planning. I mean, so that's going to include prioritizing both repair work and replacement work uh, over the long term. I mean, most of the county roads have a gravel surface, so there's usually never enough money uh, to keep them as smooth as possible, probably never enough rain to. But unfortunately, I think there's going to be times when some current maintenance, such as blading roads, may have to be deferred for a year or so in order to save some of those current operating year budget dollars for future year projects, um, such as saving 50000 this year, putting in a savings account towards replacing a major bridge project two to three years down the road. Alright. Uh, now for the Stanley County folks. Uh, Craig, I'll start with you as far as some uh, infrastructure challenges in Stanley County. Uh, what are you seeing? 
roads are our biggest thing I, that I see. Um, you know, Doc Buck Bridge, repairing bridges and, and keeping the roads maintained. I got a phone call the other day. You can put gravel on our road, right? You gotta, it, it costs money, and we do our best to maintain these roads without jacking up the taxes for it. We've stockpiled some gravel down by Hayes, and so we don't have to, when we need it to work and got the time to get at it, we can haul it without having to make long runs all the way from town to out to Hayes or wherever. You know, we've got some long trips we got to go, and we had some free time, so we're doing a little stockpiling just to make it easier for us to get our roads worked on. And Bill, to you, just I think it's water. You know, we've had all kinds of problems. You know, dealing with water systems, and we're kind of a hodgepodge. Right? Where we're at, it's kind of a hodgepodge. We're providing water, and there's a chunk of our district that's actually in town, and Fort Pierce looking to build another build a water plant. And I don't know the ins and outs of it, but doesn't you? Aren't you guys in like pier? Aren't you building a huge water treatment facility? I mean, is there some way that we cannot get a pipe over here and get water? I mean, we're not trying to get it for free, but. Uh, do you guys hate us, or what's the scene? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look at that and I go, it seems kind of foolish to me. And then, you know, we're very austere here. And you start trying to get people to pay for a water treatment facility here, that's going to run them broke. I mean, we all want to have our house be worth a bunch, but at the current mill levy, if it is, we're going to be not having anybody live in that house. And he's not from Stanley County. We'll see where they ship them in from. But we got to really be careful about these, this water thing. We just got a notification from our water provider that uh, be prepared to have water and fill your bathtub, I suppose. And these folks that have cows and they're having stuff, they need to be able to fill up tanks. If you don't have a, and last I checked, I got a stock tank on my uh, place. I don't have any fish in there, not pretty sure of it because there's very little water in it. So uh, that's gonna be a huge challenge for us. If there's problems with who supplies our water and this drought continues on, I think we're in for a world of hurt. All right. Now I'll let y'all wrap up with uh, just some uh, closing comments, final thoughts if you have uh, anything you'd like to add, and um, Bill, we'll start with you. Oh, great. You know, like I said, I would never have thought in my life, in my wildest dreams, I'd be doing this. But, but I saw a need, and I thought that I should do it. I spent 26 years of my life doing things for this country, and I'm not asking for a pat on the back or thanking for my service. They paid me for my service, believe me. However, you know, <laughs> it's just like when somebody sees a piece of paper on the ground. If you don't bend down to pick it up, you might as well throw it there yourself. You know, so I think that we all have to be involved. And whoever watches this, if you vote for Mr. Heller, you vote for me, ma'am. Vote. Vote. Because that's what matters. That's what sets us apart from Venezuela and from the other places that aren't allowed to vote. And believe me, this, this, this democracy thing is messy, but I tell you, it's the best thing mankind's got going. So if you don't vote and you've got a complaint, keep it to yourself. I don't want to hear about it because you've got a chance to make a difference. Make one if you want. And thanks for this. I appreciate you having us all here. And somehow I didn't get all these questions before, so this is all just been for me. So I, I hope you all appreciate it. Right. <laughs> Off the <to> cuff. <laughs> I had no other choice. Craig, you. Um, I've worked for the county going on eight years now. You know, hopefully I've made myself available at any time for someone that needed me. Um, I've learned a lot the last seven years. Uh, please call me with any questions or concerns. If I can't answer the question, I'll promise I'll find out and get back to you. Um, I'd like to continue to serve the Stanley County and do the best of my ability. Um, you know, it's it's easy to make promises and I'm going to do this and do that, but this position is one vote out of five. So, you know, we think that it's 
one of us that is making the decision if one vote out of five. So, you know, what you may think you want to get done ain't going to get done because it's, you know, you're, you're a single vote out of, a, out of a group of guys. So, like Bill said, I want to thank you guys for putting this on for us. I, I think it was good to have. And if that's it. All right, to the, the Hughes County folks now, just uh, some final thoughts, closing comments, and uh, Travis, I'll let you start. All right, well, first of all, Jody, thank you for inviting me here today. Um, opportunity to share some of my thoughts and ideas. I appreciate the voter support on June 7th. Absentee voting and early voting are available, and I'm anxious to start working for you. I've worked professionally in the economic development field for the past 14 years, and I've seen firsthand the challenges faced by colleagues when it comes to growth and development. There are times when hard choices must be made on controversial issues, but I'm not afraid to take a position and hold a stand to maintain what's best for Hughes County. In addition to having a thorough knowledge of the economic development process, I also have a strong background in finance and governmental budgeting. I've managed budgets of several state agencies, and I know what it's like to operate budgets within the means made available. My work ethic is strong. I actively listen to all sides of an issue. I'm thoughtful and I don't bring bias. I'm level-headed and calm and work towards bringing solutions. Just ask anyone who knows me. Thank you. Okay. Rob, to you, just uh, final thoughts, closing comments. Thank you. Again, Connie and Travis, thank you very much for allowing me to sit next to you and, and be part of this. Um, if, I, if I'm elected, I, I want to be able to have a government that's really transparent. I'm big into making sure that the public knows what's going on constantly. I'd like to have that there. I'm going to be a, a commissioner that isn't going to be part-time. I'm going to retire June 30th. Uh, my time will be dedicated to this. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm serious about this position. I want to make sure that I can do something to help our county, help the residents here. So I will be there. Um, I, I, I have a type A uh, personality. You know, in my position that I'm in, I have to have that. You know, so I'm very strong willed that way. But I'm very good about making sure that I get um, opinions from other people. I love to put communities together, sit and visit, and get that. I'll be one or five folks if they're making a decision for 13,000-plus people. I want to hear from the public while I'm doing that. I, I will be open uh, to, to visiting, meeting with folks constantly. So that's my role. I hope that uh, uh, you will vote for me. I will be there for you. I will not walk away from and Connie, you're going to get the, the final word. All right. Um, well, thank you for this opportunity. It was, it was really awesome. Um, it's been a great three and a half years already, um, and it went by so fast. Um, and I can tell you that as a member of the five commission, or the other one of five, we don't always get, get along or agree on something. But at the end of the day, it, it's a job. And we don't hold it personally. We try not to. We try to rise above. Um, and it's okay to be, it's okay to disagree. That's how some of the best ideas come about. And so I feel like if, if I'm elected and either one or both of these um, get to join that, join our commission, I know that they will be the same way. So I'm really excited about that. But if I have the opportunity to um, run again or you know, be on the commission for another four years, I think it's gonna be a great idea or a great plan. And I'm honored and um, appreciate the votes. Thank you. Right. Thank you again to Hughes and Stanley County Commission candidates. This forum uh, 
will be available on our website for folks to, to watch at their leisure. Thanks for being here. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah.